What's up, everybody? Welcome to Targeting Winners, episode 23, Michael Jordan episode. Dedicated to Michael... No, no, I'm a Knicks fan. I hate Michael Jordan. Yes, so we're not dedicating anything to Michael Jordan. Nor should we. No. <laughs> Unless he listens. I mean, he's a gambler. You never oh, know. Yeah, you know what? <laughs> he might... Okay, Michael, come on the show, and then we'll dedicate a show to you. How, how would that that would go well with our mentions or whatever they got yeah, there? If he comes on, he can take over for me. <laughs> <laughs> He's still better than LeBron, though, but that's about this it. This is true. Well, we're, that's another show altogether, which we're yeah. not recording. <laughs> yeah, this, I'm having night flashbacks now of game six. Ugh, I hate Michael Jordan. Right. Anyway, let's get play college, college football. football, so who cares? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, the ban of my existence. Anyway, all right, we're going into what's this week eight? Uh, yes, sure. Nine. Yeah, yeah, yeah we're at the halfway point. Yeah, yep. here we go. Boom! It's going by fast. Always is, say. man. I was looking forward to this season for so long, and then it's like, God, it's halfway over already. It's like, you know, like the whole year takes forever to go until September. <laughs> and yeah, it's exactly. like, oh wow, college football every week makes the weeks go by faster than. Well, you know, you got that first week of December where I think you got all 10 conference championships between that Friday and Saturday. Then you got the transfer portal of uh, the Sunday mm-hmm. when the bowl games are announced. That'll be crazy for the next 30 days. And then, then you got this, the pre-signing day in December. Then you got yeah. the regular signing day in February. So. Then you got full season mid-December to yep. probably second week of January. And then I don't know if I thought there was some portal changes. I don't know if they're given that second window in April. I think they are, but I think it's only going to be like 15 days or something like that. I, yeah, I think I think they're keeping that. I think that's when we got that uh, Florida State got that uh, tight end uh, bell from South Carolina, yeah. I believe. Uh, the good thing is it gives us something to keep track of during the offseason, at least for a little right. while. They're getting clever, getting like, the, like the NFL. You know, they got the Super Bowl, then they got the Combine, then they got the draft, yeah, the mini camp, and then they NIL got- stuff and all this good <laughs> stuff. Yeah, you can play nine years if you want. Uh, you know, just don't accidentally graduate. But hey, they even have some grad students that are still playing. So, yeah. Oh, I got to mention to the listeners, we may have a guest coming on. He is in a different time zone. And he has about two or three kids that he's got to get to bed, and yeah. depending on so, when he gets home from work. <laughs> but his name is Devin, and he's with the Dub Club on Twitter. And um, so he may be coming on at some point. And, yeah. uh, so if we just stop what we're doing, we, it's not like we've lost power, hopefully. It's just, you know, we're bringing no. Devin into the into the show. Bring today. him into the fold, and he'll have some good insights on some of these games. But for now, let's <laughs> get rolling. So, uh, Darren, what's your first game for the week? All right, my first game, I am taking Memphis on the road, laying six and a half over UAB. Uh, This is pretty much, for me, a straight fade on UAB. I mean, they've got seven games already. This will be their eighth straight week with a game. Their bye week isn't until next week. So I'm planning on them at this point in the year being a little bit beat up. Um, Memphis, just they played Tulane last week, but they had their bye before that. So they should be uh, as fresh as a team can be, I guess, at this point in the season. Uh, but UAB defensively, uh, pretty, pretty bad. Uh, they're allowing about 37 points a game. Uh, they've given up 35 or more in their last six games uh, on the offensive side of the ball. They do like to pass a lot, but they've had zero uh, returning starters on the O-line, which has contributed to their 17 sacks allowed. Uh, their quarterback, Jacob Zeno, he's injured. Uh, he's questionable to play. Uh, he's got a 12 to 6 TD to interception ratio. If he plays, uh, that'll help UAB a little because they are definitely a pass-first team. Uh, Their leading rusher in seven games only has 327 yards, so definitely not a running team. 
Uh, the one good thing about Memphis's defense, they only allow 205 pass yards a game. So Memphis's strength uh, certainly will hopefully negate UAB's only strength. Uh, QB Seth Hennigan, 13 to 7 TD interception ratio. Nothing fantastic there. Uh, only 26 penalties on the year. So they're a pretty disciplined team as well. Uh, and like I said, UAB with not having their bye week, that eighth straight game for them. Uh, I, don't, I don't think the home field helps too much. I don't trust either coach here, but I trust Trent Dilfer a little bit less. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, Memphis was kind of impressive against Tulane last week. They put up 21 straight on them before letting it go late. But, uh, you know, UAB is no Tulane. So this is at six and a half. Obviously, I wouldn't want to take seven here uh, just in case of a seven point victory. So my first play at Memphis laying the six and a half at UAB. You mentioned uh, Trent Dilfer. Did Vegas release a line, the over under on his blood pressure? Uh, whatever it is, I would bet over, uh, because that tirade, uh, almost gave me an aneurysm when I was watching it. I was like, that was insane. you're, you're going to have this happen for probably like the first three years of your time there. I'm like, you need to manage, uh, manage this a little bit better, dude. Otherwise you are not going to last very long. How do you get coaches or players to go there? If you're going to keep, I, yeah, I, I don't even know. I, I mean, Trent Dilfer as a hiring wouldn't, wouldn't bring me there, but, uh, you know, I guess if you need a team to play for. Mm-hmm. All right. I what guess. do you got going? Well, I almost didn't want to do this, but I'm going with the game of the week. We've got uh, Penn State getting four and a half at Ohio State. College game day is there. It's the game of the week, but it's an early game. It's at noon. And um, that might play into I know it's at Ohio State. Uh, the turnover differential favors Penn State. Uh, by eight, actually. And, um, you know, they're six and oh against the spread. I like getting four and a half at Ohio State. We're still unclear about the injuries um, to Henderson and uh, Egba. Or how, I don't know how you say it. Is it Eguba? Egbuka. Egbuka. Sambuka. But, um, yeah, I, I, for some reason, I'm just looking at this. I like Penn State in this. They may win outright, but at four and a half. If it is, it's going to be a close game, maybe be decided by a field goal. But I'm going to go with um, the big game of the week. I'm going to go Penn State over Ohio State. Yeah, I mean, at this one this afternoon when we had first talked about this, about six or seven hours before we uh, were recording this here, it was four and a half all over the place. One of the books we use, it did drop to four. Uh, so I'm wondering if maybe somebody knows uh, the status of Henderson and or uh, uh if they're actually going to play or not. Uh, I would assume that if they're playing, this line's going to go up. Uh, but like I said, I already see one book's got it down to four. So, yeah, I mean, getting the hook, definitely the way to go. That, that, that's a number to play if you want to take Penn State. Don't wait for it to go to four or even three and a half. Yeah, my only concern is, again, obviously, like you had mentioned, the injuries, who's playing, who's not. Um, either schedule's been great. I mean, Ohio State did have that game against Notre Dame, and I thought the Western Kentucky game would be competitive, but they just smoked Western Kentucky like nobody's business. Um, you know, my only concern is this is a big step up from Penn State based on who they played. Uh, you know, I don't think you get ready for this team by beating Iowa, UMass, or any of the other trash teams that they played so far. But, you know, this would be what I would call a show me game. You know, before I bet Penn State, hey, show me what you guys got. This is the best chance for them to, to show it so far until they host Michigan. So, but you definitely got the right number. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Uh, Michigan Penn State game. That'll be something. I can wait for it. I got a feeling that's where, <laughs> that's where our national championship future might take a, a little detour. So uh, 
yeah, we need we need that one badly, but uh, that's another show. All right. All right. I am going with a terrible team here only because they're playing a team that I think is terrible. Um, I am going with the Yukon Huskies. They are at home. They are getting two and a half against South Florida. And I know that South Florida has got three wins and Yukon's only got one. But if you just look at how these teams are playing uh, South Florida, their last two games against UAB and Florida Atlantic, uh, not exactly, you know, Georgia and uh, Michigan here, uh, 56 points each of those teams scored against South Florida. That's like 56 each, like UAB got 56, NFAU got 56. Uh, something is wrong on the defensive side of the ball down there in South Florida. Now, UConn, yeah, they're only one in five, uh, but their one win did come last week at Rice, and they have actually scored more than 30 points in their last two games. So these teams are heading in the opposite direction, and I think everybody just looks at, oh, UConn, they, they never win, uh, which is why I think this line uh, is where it is. Uh, normally, I, I think UConn would be favored by a point or two here. Um, their quarterback now is actually Taquan Roberson. I don't know if anybody remembers because it is UConn, uh, but last <laughs> year he was supposed to be the starter. He did get the job first game of the season, tore his ACL out for the year. So the guy, I thought he was going to get the job this year. Uh, he lost it to a main transfer who, uh, his offense coordinator also came over from another school. Uh, so they were both at UConn and then this guy got hurt and he missed the year. So Taekwon's got his job back. So since he's been back, 60% completion, uh, seven TDs to only two picks. He looks like he's pretty comfortable out of the torn ACL. He's not running a lot, but he looks pretty comfortable out there. Uh, like I said, South Florida is playing some really bad football. I had wanted to see if I could hold out and get three, but I looked at a lot of the other books. Uh, two and a half is the best. Some books have it two, a couple have UConn only getting one and a half. Uh, I wasn't confident enough in a one in five team to go money line here. So I took the two and a half over South Florida. What site you get that on? I got that at MGM rivers is down to two. Uh, DraftKings is two and a half also, but some of the other sites, like I said, they're down to UConn only getting a point and a half. So took the All highest right. number I could get, but it doesn't look like it's going to three. So I snagged it at two and a half. Oh, perfect. All right. My next choice, um, I'm going to the UCF in Oklahoma. I've got Oklahoma giving 18 and a half to UCF. Bottom line, I just think after the performance against Texas, they're going to re, um, build upon that, and they're going to go. Uh, that offense seems to be kicking on all cylinders, and uh, Oklahoma has Dylan Gabriel, and UCF doesn't. Uh, I think that was a special game last week. That could That's one of the teams I would be worried about for our Michigan championship bet. Um, I don't know. It's just looking like a different team. Um, maybe a hot take. I think Dylan Gabriel can um, ride this out, and he uh, he could win the Heisman this year, especially after uh, Caleb Williams' performance last week. And uh, I wouldn't be surprised if he would pull it out at the end. Little, even though he wasn't really on the radar too much uh, going into the year, it was more all the Pac-12 guys. But uh, yeah, Oklahoma big over UCF. Yeah, I mean, he could definitely be one of the four guys, at least as a finalist, the way he's going, the way the team's going. Um, yeah, I kind of like this one. I, I mean, I know Oklahoma has uh, screwed us once before uh, in, in covering a large spread, but I believe UCF, didn't they blow that ginormous lead to Baylor last week? Uh, they were up by like 20-something in the fourth quarter, and Baylor, which has had a terrible year, 
uh, came all the way back and actually beat them. Uh, I believe it was Baylor. Uh, but yeah, I mean, what, what's your mindset after that? I mean, I know John Reese Pumley is a good guy. We do love him. Uh, you know, we got thank him. He started us off right by beating Kent State in week one. Uh, but yeah, I, I think Oklahoma here. Uh, yeah, there's nothing nothing special out of UCF. I mean, if Plumley plays, they're going to run the ball a lot to try and keep Oklahoma off the field. But uh, like you said, I think the Sooners did turn a corner against Texas, knowing that they can beat them, avenging that 49 to nothing beatdown from last year. Yeah, it was two uh, weeks yeah. ago. No, two weeks they, ago. I, yeah, I remember they gave watching it. And points I'm like, in the fourth quarter. Okay, that, I knew it was something ridiculous that only Colorado could pull off, apparently. But uh, <laughs> yeah, I guess UCF could pull it off as well. So, uh, yeah, I, I, I do like this one. Yeah, don't forget our buddy Matt Rule. He could always. Uh, uh, can't, let's, you know what? <laughs> let's do it. All right. For all of you out there who occasionally had like to have a nighttime beverage, you can have a little drinking game with the show. Every time we mention Matt Rule, just do a shot. Uh, you'll probably be in a coma <laughs> by 15 minutes in. But but if you have uh, to wake up and go to work on Thursday morning, we highly yeah, don't do uh, that. recommend. Uh, yeah. Have a yeah, chaser do with something. Pickle juice, water, whatever. Right. If you drink too much that you're betting on USC for the rest of the year, you need to just stop drinking and just, you know. <laughs> get, get a better hobby all right speaking of colorado and all these other pac-12 teams i am going anti-stanford this week uh i am taking ucla laying the 17 uh against stanford i think this line is just i mean first of all it's pac-12 you know not a lot of people out here on the east coast or most of the country for that matter uh pay attention to the pac-12 you know us old guys like to get in bed right about time kickoff so we don't really see a whole lot um, I think that Stanford game obviously was well publicized just because they were playing coach prime and the Buffaloes. Uh, you know, we have to remember this team still lost at home to Sacramento state about five weeks ago. I mean, this is not a very good, uh, ball club. I mean, Hawaii is their only other win. Um, and one thing I actually did not know about UCLA is how well their defense is playing. They were only giving up 16 points a game and they've already had games against Washington state at Oregon state. Uh, Dante Moore, their freshman QB, not playing terrible for a freshman. I mean, 10 TDs to seven picks isn't great, but, you know, he's a freshman. Uh, Carson Steele, nice little Mac transfer. Uh, and TJ Harden, both averaging over five yards of carry to help the running game. Uh, and I'm impressed with what I've seen with that defense so far. So I think Stanford, after that crazy emotional second half and overtime victory, I think they come back down to earth. Uh, UCLA is playing some really good ball. Uh, I'm going to lay the 17 with them. Nice. Well, I'm riding the green wave. I'm going to go with Tulane. My last pick, I believe they're giving 20 and a half to North Texas. Uh, like me some Michael Pratt. And uh, he's pretty efficient. You know, only has, I believe, one interception on the year. They are at a plus three in the turnover differential. They do fumble the ball a little bit. They have a fumble-itis a little bit. They do recover most of them. Or some of them at least. Um, I don't think they will turn it over enough to be a factor against North Texas. Um, you know, I love the running game. Uh, they got the, what's his, uh, Malik Hughes, I believe his name is. Um, looks very good. They look great last week, I thought. Um, I like Michael Pratt. Nothing more to say. I think this is a, this is a nice game. Tulane, keep going. Uh, North Texas, I don't think, puts up much of a fight. Hey, look who joined us. Ta-da. Ta-da. There he is. There, there he is. is. He made it. All right, Devin, we got Devin here. Us? We are experiencing technical difficulties. <laughs> we are. Devin, can you hear us, bud? 
Nope, he can't. He cannot hear us. <laughs> I had to change the setting. Oh, there he is. There he is. <laughs> One small step Sorry for about man. that, guys. That's all right, man. Welcome, man. Welcome. So we're just going to stop right here. Tim was on his last pick of the week. I'll just say, yeah, I mean, I'm down with Tulane as well. I thought that they would really struggle losing Tajay Spears and a couple of their receivers. They lost a lot of touchdowns from last year. Uh, but yeah, they're looking really good. North Texas, just terrible defensively. I, I do kind of like this one as well. All right, guys. So I'm going to introduce a friend of mine here. We've been, we've been part of gambling, Twitter, gambling X, whatever you want to call it for a while now. Uh, it's kind of degenerated into like a cesspool of negativity, but there are a few people, uh, who are really good people. They're transparent. They promote the other good cappers. Uh, and we got one of them here, thankfully, joining us tonight. Devin, welcome to episode 23, which is like 22 episodes more than we thought we would even do. Uh, but, you know, welcome. And like I said, if you want to tell us a little bit about yourself and then, you know, give us a couple of your picks for the week. All right. Um, well, most importantly, thank you. I appreciate the warm invite on this collaboration. And I appreciate you calling me up and doing this. And yeah. We've been making some picks together and chatting ball, college basketball, college football a lot for a couple of years now, three years or so. And yeah, this is long overdue and it's going to be fun because back in the day I used to have the hosting duties and now I'm just more of a, I get to uh, kind of stuff off now and I get to be more college football and get to submit more on the platforms that I love to be on, like Tally site. So, but yeah, I've been going on this for about five years now as a freelance journalist, writer, sports betting ambassador, enthusiast. Um, really keep up with the legislation that goes on. I like the uh, political side of it. Some people may not, but I do. And so really enjoy the college football. Um, this week, I actually ran some stuff for tomorrow on this new model I'm working on that I've really enjoyed. So I'm kind of shaping it out. I, I, I've been in this point play formula or algorithm say this. And so I've just been doing some math and, and tweaking this guy and it's, it's been having some real good success for me. So I'm going to share a couple of with those uh, results. For example, right now, tonight, uh, I went ahead and took the points with FIU. I'm getting about uh, Wednesday night here. I'm sorry. And going into tomorrow, I did the Rice-Tulsa game. Ooh, and what I found okay. was pretty interesting because Rice in my model is projected at 30 points, 30.2 to be exact. And Tulsa at home, I think they got a couple injuries they're dealing with. I think this is a good letdown spot. It's a round key number of three. So I'm taking the points with Rice because I got a narrow game here. I got a one possession game. Um, special teams is going to be important. So kickers, uh, I'd say definitely are going to have a take in this game. And then James Madison, undefeated, going to Marshall. That's going to be a tough, tough road challenge here for the undefeated two-year in to FBS uh, Dukes. And I like this linebacking core. I like the front seven. I like the coaching. They're deep. And 
I'm going to go ahead and take their, let's see, I'm pulling it up here. I want to be exact. I'm taking, so I'm going to lay on the money line, the minus 170. I'm going to squeeze that juice a little bit. If you want to go a heavier play, deal with that bankroll and your betting uh, angles and what you have put in play for yourself. But then I like the over, over 49 and a half. Something tells me one of these teams are going to score at least 40 themselves. Is James Madison favored in that game, Devin? Is it, they favored by four? Is yeah, they are. They are. They're uh, they're laying three and a half. Okay. Yeah, I had we had talked last week. Tim and I have I before we got on the air. I actually took them off my list and I replaced them with North Carolina. So I was telling Tim, man, I'm glad North Carolina <laughs> covered after James Madison smacked. Uh, I believe it was Georgia Southern around. I thought that was like a revenge spot yep, for Georgia them. Southern. But yeah, I, I had mentioned last week. Yeah, they're playing with a chip on their shoulder, man. This second year of them not being eligible for any postseason play, uh, unless there aren't enough teams, uh, you know, that are bowl eligible. But uh, I believe they would have won the the Sun Belt last year, and it looks like they're they're gonna <laughs> try and unofficially win it again this year. So yeah, I'm a big fan of the Dukes. Yeah, yeah, love them. And then a total that I've got, I'll be taking under 42 and a half on that Wisconsin Illinois game. First game without Trevor Mordecai for Wisconsin. We don't know what they got at, you know, the quarterback position there. They could rely heavily on the backfield. They got stars in the backfield that can run the ball really well and catch the ball. But Illinois, their offense is atrocious. And then (laughs) their defense is actually pretty solid. You know, that's one good thing about the Illinois um, of the Big Ten. You know, they got that NFL coaching pedigree throughout the program. And I think that really helps when you're talking about college. And sometimes that helps – Helps you in the betting angles. So I'll be taking under 42 and a half. Nice. All right. All right. Well, let's just move in. What we're going to do now is uh, we have we got our picks in and we're going to go to what we call our RPO segment. So we have about six or seven games or so. And basically, I'm going to give out the line and we'll use comment on it. Are we going to like run to the uh, betting window and bet it? Or are we going to just pass on it and don't want to touch it all because we're not sure which way it would go? And so our first game. And usually, Devin, I pass on like 95% of whatever Tim hits me with. So you know, <laughs> right. if you recommend some plays, feel free. But yeah, I usually pass on a lot of this. This will be fun. <laughs> our first one is um, Air Force at Navy. I think Navy's getting 10 against Air Force. Uh, this one, I think the quarterback's out. I'm going to pass for sure. What about you guys? Go ahead, Devin. Quarterback's out. And it's a rivalry game, double-digit points. Give me the dog. Oh, okay, taking Navy. All right. Yeah, yeah I, I almost can't. said D. Go ahead. And I was like, well, they're both. They were both D's. So yeah, I don't <laughs> use our full names. Whoever you wanted to go first. Yeah. I, I Devin, on our on our early show before the season even started, we did some futures bets for all the conferences, whether we had a player or not. I got Air Force at like plus four twenty-five to win the conference. So obviously, when I saw that uh, the QB was was out. I was kind of like my heart sank a little bit because they're already off to a four and zero start in the conference. Um, and I was actually, it's funny you mentioned that game, Tim, because we were talking before we started recording and I was like, yeah, the guy who came in, he's a senior, but he had two drives and he fumbled twice. I'm like, so he's got a non-conference game to uh, work out some kinks uh, before they get back into conference play. But yeah, that commander in chief trophy, that is a huge deal to army Navy and air force. Uh, that is a lot of points with no quarterback, but you know, I kind of have a, money line bet on air force every week <laughs> except for yeah. this one because it's non-conference but uh yeah I, i'm keeping with tradition and i'm passing on that game 
I'm sorry about that, guys. I don't know. Did you hear the helicopter through the microphone on my? Yeah, we get those up here every night. There's some like base where helicopters fly low. I'm expecting like SEAL Team Six to come crashing through my window. Yeah, come through your blinds there. Of my house, I was like, damn. Dude, if they got some picks, let, you know, let them buy yeah, them right. on. I mean, they probably have guns, so let them, let them give a pick if they Well, want. they're probably upset because we took Navy instead of Air Force. Maybe they're with the oh, Air Force. Oh, jeez. Good yeah. job, Tim. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right, the second game. Let's see. What do we got here? We got Washington State and Oregon. Oregon giving 20 at home to Washington State. This was another one I almost took. I like Oregon in this one. Um, I'm still – I think the talent level is uh, too uh, – the differential in the talent is too great. And uh, coming off of last week, I think Oregon's going to gonna roll on this one. But if I was going to bet this one, I would run with Oregon. Devin? I'll pass on this one. 58% of the money right now is reported to be coming in on Oregon on the spread. I like to try to stay away from, you know, public. No offense to anyone out there. It's just kind of part of my thing. And Dude's got um, analytics. You know. <laughs> No emotion. And uh, the Ducks got a great defense. I could see this being like a 44-10 like they've already put out in the conference game so far. They got an overrated or a very well-rated defense. And I'm just going to pass on this one because I was wrong on some Wazoo stuff last week. And so I'm going to sit back and learn. Right. <laughs> hey, Darren, yeah, how about you, man? Last couple games, I don't know what's been going on with Washington State, but they, they certainly have not played like they've started the year with. Um, big game like Oregon had last week. I'm all, I am kind of a letdown guy. I do kind of believe in that a little bit. Uh, you know, is Oregon going to be exhausted uh, physically and mentally from that game? Or are they just going to like, you know, like just beat the living bejesus out of uh, out of Washington State? Because the way Washington State playing, they certainly could. Uh, but yeah, just due to, I'm not sure how Oregon's coming out, uh, for this one, uh, <laughs> shocker. I'm passing on this one as well. Okay. A couple passes there. Uh, the next game, Tennessee at Alabama, Alabama giving nine and a half to the Tennessee volunteers. Darren, where do you think? Uh, all right. This one, I would have to take Alabama here. Um, I was kind of high on Joe Milton coming into the season, uh, but apparently it doesn't matter how far you can throw the ball if you can't hit anybody. He's been pretty inaccurate so far. Alabama, as much as I hate to say it, because I predicted they would not make the college football playoff, they seem to be getting it together a little bit. Um, I mean, I, w- I wouldn't play 10 here, but if I can get nine or nine and a half, I would take the tide here. Hey, Devin. Yeah, first look initially. Um, I believe on tally site, this is one where I – Selected Tennessee right away. I still just haven't seen anything from Alabama's quarterback that I like. He hasn't really proven much to me and hasn't, the eye test isn't really there. Um, you know, they just failed to cover against a decent Arkansas team who has one of the toughest schedules in the com- or the country again, two years in a row. Um, 19 and a half point spread there. We're talking if you get it in the right spot double digits volunteers quarterback play right now better than Milton's in my opinion um Alabama at home is tough but I'm gonna roll with the Vols and the points nice I was thinking the same thing I was I was gonna go with the points um Alabama does have the defense but uh the offense is key so I, I think I think Alabama wins but I'm thinking it's probably by a touchdown you know 24 18 24 16 something like that so uh, th- I think they'll stay within the nine and a half 
And this is why I don't pick a game because everybody disagrees with me, but that's okay. <laughs> that I'm just passing on everything else you got, Tim. Forget it. <laughs> right. Well, now we've got the uh, the offensive explosion game of the week. We've got Minnesota at Iowa. So this this game, offense galore. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure the, uh, the bet the over no matter what it is. Uh, but no, Iowa, isn't it like thirty two and a half or something like that? Uh, it's pretty I was low. giving three and a half to Minnesota. PJ Fleck and the boys. So um, I am passing on this game. <laughs> There's no way I'm even touching this because both. I think both of these teams are pretty awful, which is odd for a, for a Minnesota team. But uh, he's a you know pretty good coach in my opinion. But uh, yeah, this game I'm not even touching. What about you, Darren? No. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> He's like, no. <laughs> pass me the remote no, so I can change no. the channel. <laughs> there has to be hey. something else on. <laughs> I, I will gladly take the Iowa money line. It's a little juice squeeze, but I think it's a great bankroll investment, great bankroll builder. Um, I was playing rock solid. I mean, as much as I, I their de- or their offense and the coordination there and the son of Ferentz is as much as they're fun of right now. I think this team's locked in. They moved into the rankings. Minnesota hasn't had an offense all year. Iowa's had a very solid, stout defense. And I think we're going to see a typical Iowa barn steamer. Uh, steamer. <laughs> yeah. No burning it's going on this week. <laughs> it's a dry heat. <laughs> so I'll gladly take the minus one eight here. Sure. Okay. Now this next game is near and dear to our hearts, Devin. Um, no one can question our love for Matt Rule. So we... <laughs> We got Northwestern at Nebraska. Nebraska actually giving eleven and a half points. I am just fading Matt Rule. I'm gonna if I was gonna bet this, I'm gonna run to the window. I'm gonna bet Northwestern just because Matt Rule will screw it up somehow, some way. He'll find a way to rule it up. So as a rule of thumb, bet against Matt Rule. Darren, what do you think? A rule of thumb. I see what you did there. Yeah, like uh, yeah this spread's too high uh, for Nebraska to cover. Their secondary is questionable. Uh, even Northwestern, they got that Cincinnati transfer, Ben Bryant quarterbacking for them. They could take advantage of that and keep this game close. That I would never lay double digits with Nebraska at all. So, yeah, I would take Northwestern here as well. And, Dev? Uh, yeah, I will pass here. I've been incorrect on Northwestern recently. And then also – since the Pat Fitzgerald thing, you know, it's, it's hard to tell how a college team will react and this far into the season. Um, sure for a couple games, maybe they do well, but you know, it does it putter out. So, um, and you know, the untrustworthiness in Nebraska, this screams acidic and volatile. So I, <laughs> I'll leave this one off my, Oh, we trust in Matt rule. That's what oh, we're totally. <laughs> we see you wore Nebraska orange to, today as well. I mean, it's, it's almost Nebraska <laughs> colors. So, you know, they, Oh, Oklahoma state. And that brings us to our next game, Oklahoma state against West Virginia, West Virginia, giving three and a half. He's a man, he's 40 and he's getting three and a half points. Devin, what are you going this one? Or do I have, you have to ask with the shirt. No, no. The, you know what's funny? Here's here's the catch, right? West Virginia and Morgantown, um, they're gonna get it done. They get it. Uh, Oklahoma State. Um, I, they solidified the quarterback battle, but I there's still underperformance there. I feel that 
West Virginia's defense and Neil Brown. I mean, they're they're one play away and one a couple penalties away from a really nice looking five and one record. Um, they they took a really close L on the road in a spot that they they had a, a win right there. So I think they come back to Morgantown super hungry, and I'm gonna I'm gonna fade Gundy, and uh, he he is a man. He's closer to sixty now, and um, you know I am an Oklahoma State fan, but I, I gotta I grew up here. But you got I, better I gotta, hair than Gundy too. So real you strong hey, you, salad. You recognize it. Flow. You know you, you know you know when it's gonna happen. So. <laughs> <laughs> Darren, yeah. what do you think, boss? Yeah, uh, sadly, I agree here. Um, I, I'm not a, a Oklahoma State fan like Devin is, but I do have them at plus 5,000 to win the conference. Uh, made that bet, assuming that they were going to play Texas or Oklahoma in the final. Uh, you know, they're sitting pretty right now with just the one conference loss. But, uh, yeah, I, I agree with Devin. I saw that spread at three. I know it's gone up to three and a half, and, and there's a reason. Um yeah, I think the Gundy magic runs out here, but uh, yeah, it pains me to say it, but that spread's really low. I would think West Virginia maybe by like seven. Um, so yeah, as, as much as I hate to go against my futures bet, which I thought was ridiculous anyway, but you know, we're mid-October. It's still, I guess, technically alive, but uh, uh, yeah, I think West Virginia gets it done here, unfortunately. Okay. And our last pick of the evening, Michigan, Michigan State. Michigan giving the Spartans 24 points at home. Uh, if I was going to run with this one, it'd be Michigan. I, I'd run with Michigan. I think they're just going to steamroll everybody up to Penn State and Ohio State. No one else is going to give them a game. So uh, for me, this one's easy. Uh, we have our future bet for the national championship with Michigan. I just think this is their year. If not now, when? So uh, the Fighting Harbaugh's uh, go into Lansing, and they're going to win this one. Dev. Uh, you know, another coach thing, you know, the Mel Tucker thing, you know, I, I'm a little Ooh, yeah. more scared about that than most. And I, I take that into probably more of a heavier weight than I should, but you know, there are analytics and then there are things about college football that you can just kind of see, feel, read and um, observe. So this is one where I hate to do it on the last one, but I'm gonna have to I'm gonna have to pass. The rivalry game's a little weird. Initially, I thought I'd lean the, you know, plus twenty something, but Michigan's defense is best in the you know, best best in the country? Question mark. It's up there. It's definitely up there. What do you think, Darren? Uh, yeah, I'm I'm passing like you said, just because we do. You know, we we got in on Michigan early at plus a thousand. Uh, I don't even know if you can get plus 400 on them now to win the whole thing but their first four non-conference games they kind of just slept walk through most of those uh but ever since they've been in conference they, they've just like you guys have said they've steamrolled everybody i don't think michigan state's got enough to slow them down um it may be close in the first half maybe like a 10 point halftime lead for michigan but just that two-headed monster of the running game mccarthy's actually playing really well at qb uh like you said up and up until the penn state game uh, i don't think i have anything to worry here but again with the futures bet we pretty much have a money line play on them every week so well, i'll just you know i won't bet on them here i'll just hope that they win the game outright and we one of our futures survives another week yeah i'll pass 
All right, Darren, why don't you pass on the last bet? Let's uh, keep it going. Why don't you go over our bets and uh, who we took and where we got them? Yeah, I'll go over mine, and then we'll have Devin recap his for everybody. Uh, so it, not in the order that we gave them out, but this is just how I have them written down. Uh, we got Tulane minus 20 and a half, uh, Oklahoma minus 18 and a half. Uh, Tim, betting on the game of the week, Penn State taking four and a half. Uh, some books that is down to four. Uh, again, maybe that means Henderson or Mbuka is not playing, but definitely shop around for the best number there. Uh, I have UCLA minus 17 over Stanford. I'm uh, taking UConn plus the two and a half over South Florida, and I am laying six and a half with Memphis on the road against UAB. Devin, you want to recap what uh, what you got for us? Boss. Yeah, so I got the West Virginia money line. Most importantly, get that one out of the way. Uh, tomorrow on Thursday – Got the two. I've got the over in James Madison Marshall. I've also got the slightly juicy money line minus 175 on that James Madison side. Rice Tulsa took the even round number of three, odd number, I guess, technically. <laughs> and then I actually threw out minus 185 in some spots on a money line pick on the Ohio State Penn State game with the Buckeyes. Did some digging recently on game day history and the team that's been in game day the most and who's performed the best. Ohio State's got a really, really high uh, win rate in, in all categories and is in first place. So going to look for it done in a big game. And I'll be rolling with the under in 40, of 42 and a half in that Big Ten barn burner, Wisconsin <laughs> and Illinois. So, all right. All right, man. All right, Tim, wrap, wrap it up. up while I play this killer music here. Oh, yeah. Play, <laughs> give me my theme music. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys, that wraps up episode 23. We thank Devin for joining us tonight. Yeah, thanks for coming on, man. Appreciate it. We will thanks for the see host. you all Sunday with a wrap up show. And until then, happy football. Talk to you later.